Welcome to Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. I'm Justin AK Tags. Tyler Recker of Days. And I'm Brittle Knee. Brittle Knee is back with us for episode 141 of Forever Exiled. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Wow, the fanfare. That's I'm, right. uh, I'm deeply honored. Thank you. You should be. We, you don't get, nobody else gets that. Oh, wow. Two. <laughs> two in oh a row. Oh, my God. It's a special episode. 141. Uh, big shout out to some patrons, Stefan, for joining the club as well some resubs thanks everybody for supporting the podcast if you're curious what patreon gets you it's access to after dark was our podcast after the podcast where we just continue the discussion sometimes it changes often there's alcohol there definitely will be tonight yes and uh yeah it's just a lot of fun so if you're curious what it is you can check it out somewhere on our website down below it's in places and uh you can listen in is it good marketing if i say i normally drink water uh well tyler's there and so take that as <laughs> Damn. Take, take that as you like see <laughs> see we started off early time. how like last time you were on i was a prick the whole after dark because i was you expecting you guys so to be grumpy. pricks and but you then so but i was it was grumpy. in preparation i was like i came to the ring with like metal under my boxing gloves and everybody was kind we're always this is why this is why <laughs> i said you're there i don't think that's rude no shit. he face. is stating the obvious I'm, I'm you might not be drinking but you're there so hoodie's coming off oh hoodie's coming oh, off. No. He's getting naked anyway big shout out to everybody it's happy father's day weekend so happy father's day to yes, happy fathers father's out there. day to you both yeah that's gonna be uh i'm excited to hang out there's a race on father's day at what 11 a.m i in know canadia Oh my oh, gosh. Our home race at a time where we can watch on a day when we are allowed to watch. Get to it. do whatever we want. Yeah. Right. It's fantastic. So anyway, happy Father's Day, everybody. BK, how was your week? Non-POE. It was pretty good. Uh, I have been continuing to tear up my backyard and nice. do gardening projects. Sweet. Good for you. And I got that mostly done. Um, what you growing? I'm going to go. I, well, the same stuff. I've got... Peppers and tomatoes and like seven different types of herbs right now and uh, some cucumbers. But I have expanded my operation from two to four beds in this backyard redecoration, whatever you want to call it, backyard remodeling. I just needed a project because I was like, I don't know. Sometimes you just need to do something physical to get through something that's going on in your life. Totally. And uh, so this was my answer to that, because trying to do the, like, don't feel your feelings thing wasn't working out for me. (laughs) Right. So I just, like, dug a bunch of dirt and, like, slung it around and all this other kind of stuff. And it's helped immensely. That's awesome. And uh, I got, it's it's actually really, really cool. I I had to actually break down and ask a couple questions about lawns. I was was, going to come up in how my week was. That I got a Discord yeah. message this week that said, I have a legitimate long question. And I sent the gif of Michael Scott. Okay. Oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> I had to, I had to actually swallow my pride and come ask the lawn experts how to take care of my lawn. Cause for the longest time, my background's just been kind of my backyard rather has just kind of been like whatever. It's like the dog shit out there and I have like one dark garden bed, so who cares? Yep. 
Um, but now it's actually like properly landscaped. Like I've got the um, like a little one of those little like plastic barriers around where the garden beds are. I put mulch down. I have a composter. It looks like awesome. I've got like these like pots that I have the fruit trees in. I went back to my house because like we my parents just sold their house. And I used to do a lot of gardening there too when I was still living there. And uh, my blueberry bushes had been allowed to go completely feral <laughs> in the last like 15 years since it's been that I was home. So me trying to identify through like all these different vines and stuff like, okay, yes, this is a blueberry bush and like dig it up and bring it back over here. So I've got, I managed oh, to wow. find four good pretty you. good ones that are not too crazy and whatnot. So I have four of them, dug them up, brought them over here. And so it's been really cool as I get to walk the dogs in the morning. I let them out. They run around the backyard because they love it too. And then I go like pick a handful of blueberries from my bushes and I put them in my yogurt and eat my breakfast. And it's like, I don't know. It's That's been awesome. really awesome. And just wait till it's just flowing cool. in Bermuda grass. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It's yeah. It's, I'm, I'm, there's that patch in the backyard between like that border I put towards the back of the fence that has the blueberry bushes and the ferns. Mm -hmm. There's like that strip of grass and then like along the one side that I'm hoping to actually have pretty good coverage. Yeah, that's awesome. So fun. I did suggest she look into this product called Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> I, if I could have actually slapped someone through the internet, it would have been that moment. You're oh, like, I've heard of this Because you thing. delivered it so perfectly. Because I was, you know, I, was like, I don't even remember what I was complaining about. Like, I think watering my lawn or something like that. And you're like, well, did you know? <laughs> There's this product. There's this product <laughs> so, for people who have need help with their lawns. Where's this inside joke from? Let's explain what Sunday is for those who haven't listened to 100 episodes. Was it my? It was my first or second time here. Yeah, it was an early episode. And we were right. Yeah, it was something wow. you had and, heard about or something, and I don't even remember how it came up. But, but I, don't I know, thought it yeah, was offline. I don't know the context of it. No, it was. I don't even think episodes. it was during an episode where it was. She sent a video and a trailer, and it's basically it was maybe an after, after dark. dark we watched actually, it. Yeah, it, could it was. Could have been. So it, basically, the Sunday product is for Amazing. people that want <laughs> to take care of their lawns, but only a little bit. But they want it to look like they look like it a lot. Like to, to so anyway, it's like all automated, right? Like people, they'll send them this stuff. You can spray it with your hose, but it's all you know, basically like a subscription service for products for your great lawn. ads. Great ads. And, <laughs> well, that's, that's, see, there's actually that's nothing debatable. wrong with that product in general. It's just the ad was hilarious. There's nothing wrong with the product in general, lame. that except for the fact that you're paying like $50, $60 a month for products that cost $8 that's at right. Home Depot. It <laughs> yeah, just well, got sure. off yeah. your butt and sure. went and bought it. Yeah. That's yeah, my yeah. problem with those products. They're like, oh, hip and savvy startup company. Let's chime six times the price and mm -hmm. have a cool little jingle. Yeah, they had a great song, great video. Yep. Oh, Dad's yeah. Dad's in New it, Balance. It was, uh, they had it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, BK. Gardening for me, lawn work, gardening, all the same thing. It's, it's by therapy. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it. Even the weather has been like excruciatingly hot these like past few weeks. And it's been an absolute nightmare to be trying to do this lawn work in the middle of like 95 yeah. to 105 degree days at like 70 plus humidity. Yeah, yeah it's really humid there like, too. Trying to keep it wet. disgusting. Yeah. Well, at least you're doing it. That's fun. It looks great. It looks you're like you've yeah. done a really good job. So I'm, I'm really proud of it considering I have zero formal landscaping experience mm -hmm. whatsoever. Uh, the only thing I've ever done is like when I was like, hey, I want to like learn to garden. My dad built the original garden beds that I had. 
at the house. And, you know, I never really had to do any of the hauling, lifting, building, that sort of thing. So I've had to learn how to do all that. And putting down mulch is like actually fucking backbreaking work. Oh, my God. I wanted to die. <laughs> like <laughs> the first the I put the first light thing of mulch down and I came in and to cool off and I was like snuggling my dogs and I just sat there. I'm like, I don't think I <laughs> can moving. actually get back up. <laughs> I like crawled on my arms to the kitchen so I could turn around and lay on my back on the cool tile. And I'm like, maybe this will help me actually stand up. <laughs> Stopping once you get That's going it. is the worst. It's so hard it to is. Start again. You never ever go inside. I, if no. you need I a break, going to live on the floor forever. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> if you ever need a break from your outside work, you take that break outside. The second you step inside, you're not going back out. Like, I'll do it tomorrow. It's fine. Yep. Yeah. And tomorrow's Two never weeks tomorrow. later. Mm-hmm. That's good though. I'm excited yeah, to see it once really it's all cool. green. Yep. Got the uh, the seeds down, and then I'm going to go get some of the tomato. Not tomato. Um, I want to grow watermelon, but it's already late enough in the summer that I need to actually start with a plant. I can't do it from seed Mm because it's just too late. So I'm going to go to Home Depot probably tomorrow and pick up one or two watermelon plants and then get started on the late season stuff like the lettuces and the spinaches and the cabbages in the other bed. Cool. Yeah. That's fun. That's awesome. How's your week, Ty? We got COVID again. Oh, Oh. no. Yeah, that's that's great. You can get it again. Yeah, that, like that yeah, video. Oh my lots, god, I thought it was like lots. mono, where like if you got it once, you were done. Like that <laughs> yeah, was it. No. There's like no different strains of the here. same one you can get. It's usually less though, right? Or like have they have your who's got it? All of you? So my wife got it originally, and it's hilarious because she always gets sick just before she goes on vacation, and then coincidentally, always when she gets back, there's like this transition. I don't know what happens, but she's always sick at those transition points. And so anyway, she's sick. She tests herself. I don't know why she tests herself, but she tested herself and it ended up being positive. So on the Monday, she went away for the weekend with the kids, right? And comes back Monday. And so she calls in sick. It was Tuesday. She tested herself and was positive. But of course, I mean, her coworkers trust her luckily, but you know, it's the typical thing. You come back from a weekend and, uh, well, you know, I'm sick, you know, the day after my holiday or whatever it is, right? Because you don't want to go back to work. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, two days later, um, my son Oliver started with some just the normal like sick symptoms but getting all sniffly but because my wife tested positive we tested him and uh oh last time she's gonna be around and so he's sick and so he can't go to school but he's gonna miss a birthday party this weekend which kind of sucks two birthday parties actually and uh but yeah anyway they're sick my daughter and i aren't showing any symptoms so she's still allowed to go to school with how our restrictions or lack of um work Hmm. And that's that. So yeah, we got that. So it's kind of funny, like Oliver and Aaron are sitting at one corner of our rectangle dinner table and Violet and I, <laughs> the un, uh, I mean, as far as we know, we're not, we're, you know, we're not sick and we're at the other end and it's kind of funny. Dinner's like all, you know, I'm cutting everything up and then throwing it on their plate Sliding their it across. salad bowls so that mm-hmm. they're not like touching the same stuff. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty funny, but it's like, it's yeah, 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 no, it's good. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot, uh. It's not going to last anywhere near as long. It seems like they're, like they're both yeah. already getting better. Lasted a long time for my wife last time, but she lost her sense of taste and smell again. Oh, and no. just, just to prove it, she took this massive overflowing spoon of hot sauce and just like ah, licked it. Totally nothing, nothing like that's the COVID test right there. You think oh, you no. got COVID? Have some hot sauce. So- oh, sorry. I'm like, does she not like hot sauce normally? Well, she does, but I mean, you don't actually like drink it from a spoon you know what i mean it's always mixed with something so but she said it didn't phase her didn't taste anything but yeah no there's that um 
it took a little bit longer getting home from dropping my daughter off at school this morning because I was blocked off on my street with SWAT. <laughs> SWAT team was oh, taking somebody down just a few doors down. On your street? The street perpendicular to my street. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, so that was exciting. Yeah. And uh, so got got to stare a little bit. My son, who's home from school, got to got to see the whole takedown. Shoot him. So, <laughs> you know what just save us the trouble okay so anyway that was that was exciting got to explain a little bit of extra detail to my son and make him feel safe in his own neighborhood and then uh justin this this never ever ever happens for people like me that play one two or three games but i always play path of exile that that's my game out of like long time coming but dark souls from software makes like this epic game called elden ring right comes out in february that never happens i never really have a game that interrupts path of exile there's really only two franchises that could do that to me right from software and capcom now i'm not into like the normal capcom stuff but dragon's dogmas i've mentioned it a few times on the podcast i think it's like one of the best designed games i have ever played in my life and it's one of my top three favorite games. Well, Dragon's Dogma 2 was announced this week. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I just can't get a break. Like, I don't have time. I don't have time to play three games. So uh, it was pretty No exciting. release date, but that is so exciting that it's coming out. Oh, isn't it ever? But it's actually in development. So it's past mm-hmm. um, pre-production, which is really cool. Yep. So anyway, hopefully that doesn't conflict with Path of Exile 2's release. But whew, got the got the flutteries. I don't think there's a concern. I think Path of Exile 2 is still really long time away. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there was a discussion that uh, that interview that Chris had that we can bring up later on Shack News Central or whatever. No, Shack Central's the PUE guy. So Shack News. Anyway, he said something that made it seem like it was still. Oh, I didn't away. know that was his podcast. That's cool. No, it's not. No, I just got it mixed oh. up. I called it Shack News oh, Central, okay. but Shack Central <laughs> is our PUE buddy. Gotcha. But it's yeah, 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 yeah. Shack was News. Somebody needs to trademark that. This is like, ridiculous. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. One shack, please. Copyright that one shack. shack. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, All right. So yeah, yeah no, that's, I had that's a good really one. Exciting. Yeah. Tell me about you. Just tell us about you. I worked, and <laughs> this is my favorite part I'm of every sorry. episode. It's like it's I, just I, what it I worked, is. and it was busy. A fantastic week. I had a great week. We were replacing our washer dryer, so that's fun. Really? That can be pretty fun. And well, it wasn't fun at all. Uh, I had to. Yeah, I. I don't really know exactly why we were doing that. I was just told that it was a good time. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing that. Well, sometimes if you're going from like a really old one and the new one's got features, that is what can be fun. I went from like the hand-me-down washer dryer that my parents had like in the early 2000s, late 90s to like an actual one from this decade. And it had like, oh, I can do bulky bedding setting and I don't have to listen to it clanging around for 10 fucking hours. Like (laughs) It's got all these settings and measures like the loads carefully and balances it and it's quiet. And ours does that. Way too excited about washing machines, but you got to understand, man. It's like having the band come to town every single fucking time I had to do like any load of laundry. It fits. You can fit like a whole house into them. They were big. Nice. And they were. They were like well, the old. The ones we got rid of. They were like I don't know six years. So I didn't yeah, think they were. I was that just old. gonna say Justin doesn't own anything old. They don't last. He's got like five years. It's like nope. Time to replace them. It's out. I didn't know why though. But whatever. <laughs> That's like buildings in Florida. Uh, yeah. They just get tired of them and remodel and like bulldoze them down and then put new stuff up all the time. I swear. Yeah. So. Anyway, we got washer and dryer coming next week. I had to carry nice. them down 
because our our washer and dryer oh, no. are on the same level as the bedrooms, which is great. My wife loves that, but yeah, I, those things are effing heavy. And then I realized yeah. as I was trying to get them downstairs that I didn't bring them up. I paid those people to bring them up, like the new ones that are coming in. But my wife and her sister were selling them because we had. I was. I just thought we'd get rid of them. I was like, can't we just pay? It's fifteen bucks. Can I just pay them fifteen bucks to just take them away? And she's like, they work great. I'm like, the frick are we replacing them for? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> fight, anyway, fight, fight, no, fight. I, I took them downstairs and, and we got rid of them. But yeah, uh, my, the guy with the bad back did it. That's awesome. I had to call Chris over. He came and helped me, which was great having friends nearby. He was laughing actually that people at his work were kind of giving him a hard time. They're like, you have two friends that live a block away. He's like, yeah, just in each direction. So it is, it is interesting that we all live so close to each other. Friends. Uh, but otherwise <laughs> it was, uh. It was a good week. It was a really great week for work. It was, uh, I think it's the second week now that we've had my, my oldest has moved out. So he's doing his thing, which is fun. And uh, I played Path of Exile, not as much this week as I did the previous week, but I have been playing it a lot, like a lot. So, yeah. and uh, we've got a private league coming up, which is exciting. So I'm actually really excited for that. Our private league starts July 1st at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And 10 a.m.? Is that yep. what we said? Okay. 10 a.m. Yeah. At uh, PST. And if you're looking for more information, everybody's free to join. It's uh, on our Discord. We don't post it publicly just because it's a community thing. It's a lot of fun. There's prizes. You can win stuff. There's lotteries based on Tyler and my highest levels that we achieve. This time it is back to hardcore solo self-found because GGG finally got over their nonsense of not allowing hardcore solo self-found leagues. For some reason, that's a rule in the first month of a of new league, league launch, which is nonsense. But uh, yeah, so it's it's ready to go. So if you want to join, hop onto our Discord. Make sure you get in there. It's gonna be it's gonna be a ton of fun. I'm I'm actually quite looking forward to it. I'm glad you guys are back to hardcore SSF because I love like practicing different skills and whatnot in hardcore. Yeah, I learned it, so much. It was a bummer last league to lose out on the hardcore solo cell phone. We had to go softcore and. Grinding Gear Games is not the greatest at giving you information when mm -hmm. it comes to why they make decisions. And this was one of them where they were just like, well, you can't have it for the first month. And then another person told me, well, it might be longer than a month. And I was like, well, the last person said a month. Well, we can't give you a specific timeline. I'm like, can you tell me why? No, we don't have any information. I was like, you freaking turds. Yes, you do. Just tell me. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Some people have said that it has to do with the boss event that happens at the beginning of the league. That's why they don't release a hardcore solo self-found league, which makes zero sense to me because you could just go, you can make a hardcore league or a solo self-found league. So anyone that wants to practice or whatever their nonsense is they're scared of could just do it in one of those anyway. I don't know. It doesn't make sense I to me. I don't but know either. It is what it is. It, it did become available a day after the one month mark, but it also took, I mean, I don't know if it would have anyway, but there were a lot of frustrated emails going back and forth. No, I see. Yeah, I wasn't happy. So anyway, it's out though. It's, it's it's exciting. It's on our Discord under announcements. So hop on in there and join up. It's gonna be fun. Justin Justin filled his swear jar making the private league this go around. But I got it I, the way I, he I wants. This is Justin's league, by the way. Remember last league, I got to make all the modifiers. Totally screwed me Awful. over. And Justin was successful. Uh, but this league, Justin. Just made all the it's choices. It's just hardcore. So. Just solo cell found no extra bullshit because you already got to deal with Arch Nemesis. So. That's the modifier for our league. We've added Arch Nemesis and uh, good luck. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It will. What do we got, Ty? We got stuff this week? 
Oh, yeah, it was a, it was a kind of a slow week, but there's lots to talk, tons to talk about, but it really, uh, here. So, um, you know how they, for a little, okay, let's start over <gasps> a little bit die. of marketing for Kirik's vault pass, but it was cool how they did it because they included a community members guide with it. Like K's poison spiders occultist. It's just, it's just one of the many guides that are out there and K makes some great guides, but it was cool that, you know, they kind of coincided here's a build from a community member and also you know to tie it in with kirik's vault pass marketing so hmm, that was that's interesting it coincides uh, okay hey, hold on i'm just gonna de- go devil's advocate a little bit um i mean i'm glad that they're advertising it but i is would the i don't know from a person that's de- developed the build are they fine with it just being used as a way to advertise for the vault pass is that fine they were probably communicated with whether or not everyone else that also has a um what's the weapon that they used uh yeah Yeah. i'm sure there's a lot of people that wish their build was used instead but i mean you can only pick one or a couple but Hmm. you know i like i like that there was actually that interaction there i assume they asked yeah asked if it was fine they'd be dumb to say no what's that? that can you be dumb to say no regardless of any sort of like personal thing that you have with like being used for advertising like it's just so much fucking outreach being on the front page yeah. right any creator would just be completely stupid to be like no i don't want you to feature me nah yeah i would hope that they would ask though i think they d- I, I can't imagine they wouldn't yeah yeah that's cool though yeah and then more div card stories which was neat this one was kind of cool and they kind of had a little bit of insight as to how remember last week i was asking about how you could actually go around to getting a div card i guess you could just start a payment plan if you wanted to and just outright buy a div card they still allow people to I pay i thought they canceled that along, well it might have been a few a years ago, ago but this the yeah. person that made uh the desecrated virtue div card um a relatively newer player i think three or four years old so mm. whether maybe they stopped it two years ago maybe i don't know like okay. it's not like they just put up the payment plan like last month type of thing mm. so but either way, yeah, they, so they started the payment plan a few months ago. And so it was kind of cool to see that, have that question answered the next week. But I always like hearing the little stories of how people think, how they like to be represented. It's a pretty cool div card. I like the reward. Level six awakened gem plus 23. Corrupted. Yeah. And then uh, some highlights for the well-dressed competition. I, I thought that was kind of cool. I'm looking forward to seeing the results of that when that's all done. This is that's, where there's two versions, right? The pay to win and the yeah. normal? Yeah, and then the normal yeah. stuff for skin transfers. Hmm. And then a couple new skill effects, smart for them to do uh, fire trap since that's been uh, very popular this past league. And then two biggies, two biggies for me anyway that I really wanted to point out, but uh, we finally got the point one patch. <laughs> whatever was right. huge in this patch, it's not point zero F or whatever it is, but it's, it's point one. Mm-hmm. Big deal. So there's a few things that I want to point out that I'm very happy with. Have you guys gone, had a chance to go through or were excited about it when you remember the, the thing being patched? What was it, like four days ago, three days ago? I oh. honestly did not look at the patch notes. Well. I've been living in certain types of ignorance just because like the whole Archnemesis and the way it went down has been so like dividing of certain communities and sure. everyone's got stuff to say about it and really strong opinions one way or the other so like i normally cover the patches when they're released like i'll read them on stream and we'll talk about them but this entire league i've been like yeah there's a patch yesterday (laughs) 
Yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, catch up in 319 when it's the dust is settled and yeah. Arch Nemesis is I definitely solidified. am planning on going back to it. But yeah. yeah, I've got my own opinions about all of that too, but we can get into it later. Mm-hmm. What's what's your stuff on what, point one, Ty? What did you? Our, our Discord yeah. community, I'm sure every other community as well. This doesn't apply to me, of course, because movement skills are for jokers, right? But the Thorn Vines debuff applied by monsters with the Entangler modifier mm-hmm. doesn't cause you to take 10% of your life in ES as chaos damage if you use a travel skill to get away from it now. Which Here's is a nice. better fix. The Thorn that was Vines originally disappeared. 20%. <laughs> That was originally 20% last league yeah. when in Arc Nemesis itself. And that was one of them that I got in touch with one of the people at the studio and was like, hey, this mod kills a very specific type of build out there. You should probably tune it down. And they're like, okay, we'll look at it. Because at 20% ES, it was actually killing non-Chevron, low-life yep. hybrid occultists. And yeah. it was because you 20% of your HP and energy shield, if you have like, 2k life and 7k es that's Mm -hmm. a really big hit to take that goes past your energy shield yeah especially because it wasn't based on your current life it's based on your max life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so then it went down to 10 and now it's gone down to zero i think i think i think um this one this one made me smile I, i wish this was launched like this but monsters with magma barrier modifier now only spawn fire volatiles when a player's within 70 units of them. Assuming because they say now only, I assumed the range was wider before, but what 70 units is? <laughs> nearby. Nearby. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nearby-ish. Yeah, that's right. They did come from like all over the map Yeah, uh, early on, so. It'd be two screens away and I'd be, I mean, there's still a big, like you see the fireballs most of the time anyway. And you're like, ah, and you're running away. You're trying to figure it out. But then you're like, okay, so where's this person? And you're, you're trying, like, you assume they're just off the screen. Nope, they were just off a few screens. They were on, they were having tea three streets away. So It's funny yeah, when you have Hunter nice. or Inspired Learning because you can get that buff. And so sometimes you don't know if it's from you or from the monster. Uh, granted, oh. you don't care anymore at that point when you're running with that stuff because it's usually not going to do Too enough fast, damage. Yeah. But uh, then, oh, man. Okay, so this one. Now, here's mine. You know how, Justin, your fix to um, the thorned and entangled modifier was to just get rid of it? Well, that's my fix for these, what's it called? The heralding minions, which for some reason means totems, homing totems. Mm-hmm. I hate those homing totems. Wait, they what's a homing so totem? Bad. What is that? Is that the I call them things? homing totems, but they're the, the heralding minions. They're those rares where they Little have like these spires that chase you. Yeah. yeah just, okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So anyway, I, those, those are horrible. They're, they're, they're just as strong, like out of nowhere as the ground dots that you have. And it's so crazy for a close quarter combat player. It's like, I'm doing blade vortex this league and those things are the most terrifying in the world. But half the time I'm dead before I notice that they're around. Anyway, the number of totems spawned from rare monster packs with heralding minions modifier is now limited to five. Those so, totems have been a problem more. for them since the beginning of this league because there was a time where they just didn't despawn. Right. They, they just kept going. Really? Yep. And they'd be, they would stay within a certain vicinity of like where the monster died, but they would never go away. They'd just stay up there. Yep. So you'd have to like rush through try to get loot certain or try parts to get of your map. Awful. or Yeah. And if something like dropped where they were, like an exalt could drop in there and you're going to die. You would never get, get it. it. Yep. <laughs> it was wow. so annoying. 
And was that considered like was that a bug fix or was yeah, that as design and then they just changed? No, it, it was a bug. Okay, it was a bug. Well, that's fine because they're supposed to despawn after the mob dies. They just weren't doing right. that. Right. Hmm. Uh, this is nice for Apex people. This was this was really nice for me because I find that I would actually waste a lot of charges if I wasn't paying. Well, I guess it would have been a non-paying attention thing anyway. But anyway, time frozen legion monsters can no longer be empowered by sentinels. I don't like that change. I know people were trying to explain to me on Discord why it wasn't a big deal, but I, I loved playing Pandemonium with Legion. I literally had built my tree for a time of focusing on Legion because I don't understand what the downside was. Basically, you hit the Legion, wait a second, pop the Sentinel, and then you hit the Frozen guys. You still have to kill those Frozen guys to get the benefit of the Pandemonium. I don't understand what that big deal was for that. And then people so said to me, well, you could too easy and not strategic enough about it, I guess. I don't know. Well, I, well I, the difference well, is it, also that's only for high damage characters. If you're a lower damage no, character. Not. Well, no, but an well, that's Apex your still your decision. No, because you can. Yeah, you're still hitting the. If the you moment. choose, all I'm saying is if I choose to hit the Sentinel, I'm doing it knowing that if I don't clear the Legion, I've just wasted some of the Sentinel. That seems like a fair trade off. It's on me to. But kill, now everybody can just post, now everybody can just release their Sentinel after everybody's been released. Well, but you could do that anyway. Like, I, that, that's well, not... Well, no, because now there's not a duration on that buff on the enemy. Whereas with, because they're, they're within, like, once you click on the thing for Legion and they're frozen, you have a timestamp. Yeah, but again, that's on the, the player's decision. If I choose, there's a timestamp that the Legion's going to disappear and I could lose the benefit of that Sentinel if I don't clear the if I don't clear the Legion. That's that's on me. But if I'm playing a build where I can clear the Legion, I'm still only getting the benefit of that one firing of the Sentinel. I don't understand why it was such a big deal because if I hit my Sentinel and it poofs out and I can manage to clear that Sentinel, and even if I couldn't, that's still my decision to fire off the Sentinel so then I might lose some of the benefit of it. I, the alternative, somebody, some, uh, somebody, I think Talon said in, in discord was you, you just have to wait until after they come to life. That is so difficult to do. If I'm trying to clear a legion, first off, I'm barely paying attention to the time. I'm just trying to get through it. <laughs> but by the time that I want to fire off that Sentinel, the Sentinel takes like a good half second after you hit it. So now I got to sure. make myself back to the middle of the legion hit it and then wait a second. It just doesn't happen. For me, they come to life while I'm in the middle of it. Or I've cleared, because that's the other thing, a legion will fully release if you kill all of the mobs that are frozen. If you can clear yeah. them faster than the time, then the they legion will pop. end and it will pop right now. I can't plan a sentinel. I don't know when I've killed the last. I just don't understand it. It seemed like a silly change well, to me. Think of it from a non-pandemonium perspective. If you have an apex or a stalker sentinel already active before you know there's a legion there, there's but a much bigger- it. You click the Legion. The Legion can't be there till you click it. The other option is being able to pass it and not wasting all those charges. You so do, now, Otai. Those mobs you can choose aren't there. Not, you can choose not to click the Legion, keep going, and actually have your Sentinels attack other people, like buff other things that aren't you could Legion do that before. related. You could do that before, though. This well, doesn't what, change that. Well, this is the saying... Legion, this is saying once you click the legion, right? That's when the mobs spawn that are frozen. They're not out all of the time. They're not oh, out I until you hit the legion. Oh, I thought this was about them, like an apex sentinel or a stalker, zilching. Is that I don't know what what, what, what is it? Zilching. I like that. Zil yeah. Zilching <laughs> enemies yeah. that are just frozen there. 
uh, not unless you chose to cho pick the legion. So you could with an right, apex that's right. just they run don't, right that's past. Right. You have They're to not click there. the thing first before yeah. they even appear. That's right. So if it was the oh, way you okay. were saying, then I could understand it because then you could get screwed by it. But in this case, you've made the decision. I think BK is somewhat right that they think, well, it's too easy. But that still to me is nonsense because I could potentially lose out on the pandemonium, which is what I would use because it does so many, if I don't clear the legion. And the legion already has monsters that have bonuses and in some cases you could double them up that still doesn't make any difference than if you fired it off after they were frozen i just think it's unrealistic to expect somebody to fully clear a legion and then get a pandemonium off i think that would be damn near impossible to do it consistently but i i have i have expedition or expedition rather um like fully juiced on my atlas and so i just put all my charges down and then i hit detonate and then i walk away and then I just go clear other parts of the map and then I come back and all, everything is popped off and then it's like both sentinel charges go in there because right. it hits enough of everything. One side of the pack will usually get covered by one and that's what I use my pandemoniums on. Yep, which uh, that's actually a really good way to use it too. I haven't thought of using it with Expedition most because I don't like Expedition, but uh, I don't see, I, I just can't figure out what the big downside is to the Legion because with, and even in your case, it's it's actually even better because you don't have to worry about being able to fully clear them to unlock them. They're just there so you can use your pandemonium oh, whenever you want. I thought of something. Maybe it's, you don't know who your Legion, your, your Sentinels have zilched when they're all frozen. But once they're you alive, do. you they have, have the They have like the little, yeah, they, they have the like markers. little squiggly marks on them. Yep, even as frozen as frozen enemies, they still get the marks on them. So I don't. Right, I, I don't think know. it was an unnecessary change. I think that they kind of completely killed a way, a way of playing with Legion because it was for me it was a ton of fun because I could get you know a, a cryptic one that's hitting two hundred and twenty plus people, fire it off, and then it was on me to make sure I. F and you have to remember too, if you hit a pandemonium in the middle of a Legion with frozen mobs, those mobs are tougher. You have to be strong enough to clear now yeah, buffed up zilched mobs to be able to unlock them. Otherwise, you would lose the benefit. So I just, it seems weird maybe, to me to take so away maybe, this option. Maybe it was yeah. to keep it easier. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it'd be uh, nice to find out why. Anyway, they were obviously I didn't like that something change. specific. There might have been shenanigans too. Sometimes patches like this or when someone's figured out some crazy combination of some sort of thing and mm. used yep. it to unfair advantages. Yeah. Thinking back to like certain ultimatum made altars and stuff like that back then mm -hmm. uh this one i quite like because uh because um i noticed it and i like it essence monoliths now display the modifiers and tormented spirits that are affecting or possessing imprisoned essence yeah, monsters. it's actually noticeable yep. too that's it's a great. good change it mm -hmm. is fantastic i mean uh, uh, that that has i mean that's what we want, right? We actually mm -hmm. want to know what we're doing. So, uh, but that's mm -hmm. awesome. And man, when you have like six essences and then you have that stuff, <laughs> the line crazy. is very long. Oh, it is. It's <laughs> almost it's like a corrupted, both. it's almost like a Val skill gem. Which is the thing that kind of makes me laugh the most because that was the entire reason of Arc Nemesis was so that to, there would be yeah, less mods and smaller right. lists. <laughs> uh, and, and there's still a lot actually on that note, a lot of white text you still have to read on monsters anyway like I, I actually like that updated text where it's like resist chaos damage oh now it's vulnerable to chaos damage like i like that change Based it's still hard you to do you mean yeah i like mm -hmm. that yep. but it, because it's i mean hopefully when path of exile 2 comes out and they have those static boss health bars and ailments listed hopefully they have something like that for rares in the area as well um but yeah i really like this and that's definitely an awesome step towards what i really like about games like this 
oh, this one's in bold. Um, about time. Uh, added the Sentinel locker to the guild hideout. Yeah, you didn't like that. That was a <laughs> Come weird. Come on, I mean, you just finished like pumping out guild stuff and making it a big deal. I mean, half the people that we know play this game because they like community or because they like playing with people. Like guild hideouts are amazing, and to actually have your brand new league locker not even available there is crazy. So, I mean, I'm glad it's there. I'm glad it's there. But people are have already played a month. They're already not using the guild hideout because they couldn't use their sentinel locker there. So. Oh, well, but I'm glad it's there. And uh, hopefully next league's locker is available in the guild hideout right off the bat. And then we see a whole bunch of fun people in whatever guild you're you're in in that hideout. Well, Did either just our you... guild. Pardon me? Only our guild would show up in the hideout. <laughs> It'll probably just, just only not make the locker available <laughs> on our guild, but it's available for everyone else's just to spite me. Did either of you watch the interview with both Rory and Chris, two separate short, separate interviews on XLCon and the new decision on Uber bosses on that channel that I mentioned that is not Shaq Central. It is Shaq. Shaq Shaq News. Con. No, I didn't want, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't watch any videos. Shaq News is the thing you're talking about. Yeah, Shaq News. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Chris Wilson wasn't, did did you watch BK? Mm-mm. Was it any good? What were they yeah, talking it was a really about? Really good question. So it was, it was it was pretty neat. It's just a fan like like us. I mean, I'm sure the guy's very popular and famous, but we don't go around looking looking at the interwebs and stuff. But um, really good questions. And the Chris, the questions to Chris were all about XLCon, his favorite parts of XLCon, what it was like for him personally, his favorite parts, like when he was almost choking up on stage. The unreal aspect of even when they were showing the trailer for Path of Exile 2, but it hadn't announced it's Path of Exile 2 yet. So just watching the crowd with all these features that he knows they'll love, but then like exclaiming it as a sequel. Oh, this was the link thing you sent me yeah. this and, week. Oh, and okay. then I didn't watch it. There was also some talk about, no, of course not. And then there was some talk about how, like what would have happened to PoE 2 without covid or is there going to be a second convention you know and how does covid because what COVID's was the still answer to that one? real thing the second convention mm-hmm. if there was going to be another one which they're not ruling in they're not ruling out but it's definitely a conversation to have um it would probably revolve around the announcement of poe2 so the <laughs> second convention's coming oh boy. poe2 is not going to be a surprise um uh but also COVID will be a factor, but a non-factor at the same time. Like COVID's all across the world, still a thing, but a lot of countries are just moving on from it. Kind of like ours, right? Shrug. No restrictions. Yep. So, I mean, we're as vaccinated as we can get. And that was really the only thing that countries could do against it, if that was your thing. So once you're fully vaccinated, you either lock down or you don't. So anyway, so that was, that was pretty cool. And then there was uh, questions with uh, Rory about the idea behind Uber bosses and if you just made them like did you just multiply their health and their AOE or what did you do to make them Uber so that was kind of cool like he Rory specifically brought up um I haven't seen Rory in a long time yeah 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 it was that was really cool he, he interviews really well I like Rory um mentioned Eater of Worlds and that the normal Eater of Worlds boss fight has only one thing happening at a time like one mechanic mm-hmm. and some people find it hard, some people find it easy, but it's one thing at a time to figure out and tell. And with the Uber fight, it all happens at once. More tentacles, you have to do the tentacles at the same time as the circle thing and all that kind of stuff. So that was kind of neat to hear him giggle about the things that they wanted to do and did do. But there was actually one thing that Chris Wilson 
intentionally, unintentionally. Sometimes people just misspeak and it's not what they intended to say at all. Um, but he mentioned Path of Exile too when they were talking about PoE Mobile. Mm-hmm. Chris said that PoE Mobile is likely going to come out roughly around the same time as Path of Exile 2, just for strategic marketing, right? You, you pump right. both up and they, they feed off of each other and that's good. And then so he's talking about how do you market PoE Mobile when it's compared to a standalone game, like to, to its standalone counterpart. And that kind of took me back a bit if, if he spoke correctly. What I've gathered from all the interviews about Path of Exile 2 is that Path of Exile 1 and 2 are the same game. You just pick your campaign at the beginning and then you have the shared end game. But then in, from what I gathered from this, and again, maybe it's incorrect, but it seems like Path of Exile 2 is being referred to as a standalone game now. Maybe he's just referring to it in reference to the mobile. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Maybe he's saying like the Path of Exile 2 standalone in comparison to the mobile. I don't actually have oh. any idea. You and I have gone back and forth on this conversation a lot because I don't have a clue what well, I, I I don't remember any conversations where they've said they're together or apart. So I just, whatever you tell me, I believe. You don't believe anything I say. Get out When of it here. comes to some of that stuff, I do. I just, yeah. Just Maybe he was referenced to mobile though. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too, given the context. That's I think he hilarious. was just trying to explain because like, I think that the question came in lieu of Diablo Immortal, which originally was announced as a mobile only game, but then they were like, okay, fine, we'll leave it for PC too. And so you can play on either platform. And I think that was like the thing. It's like, are people going to get confused because you've got this mobile thing coming out at the same time that you've got the PoE too? And are people going to think it's the same thing and then get mad at you and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So here I am all week, once again, reading the wrong information. (laughs) Well, not really. It was just (laughs) an argument, but yeah, just back and forth. It was, we were jibbing back and forth. Just didn't know you heard one thing and i heard another and uh neither of us was right mm-hmm. well that's no, not true no. justin will never say that but anyway that's uh that's it it was kind of a kind of a big deal i mean obviously there was another big announcement um but i'd like to talk about that after we get uh, into people's poe weeks if that's okay because it'll probably take up the rest of the show okay how was it uh, uh okay yeah how's your guys poe weeks been nice segue Tell you what, Fantastic. I can't even say the line anymore. <laughs> no, you can't. How was no, the, the week? Yeah, how was the, how was the week, how, guys? How was so, the week? Yeah, so how was your be- POE week? Mine? Mm-hmm. Mine was pretty awesome. I got my cremation build online, which I've been super excited to get going. Uh, it's one of my favorite builds that I've ever played. Um, ever? So, wow. Yeah, getting that off the ground was like a goal that was a long time coming because... It was, I'd say, like, now that I've gotten it more settled, it's been about, say, like, 85 to 90x in it, which isn't a lot, but considering I stabbed myself in the hand and took myself out for two weeks and missed the early economy, like, that's been hard one. <laughs> you stabbed yourself in the hand? I did. I'm a dumbass. And I decided to embed my paring knife about, you know, an inch deep into my hand and then... She just really wanted cheese. I was trying to take the like hard parts of the cheese off because, you know, sometimes it dries out a little. Yeah. And it was, I just sharpened these knives the weekend before and it skipped in my hand and just went bonk right into the other one. And because Ow. I just sharpened it, there was no resistance whatsoever. Hmm. 
And uh, so I got the towel off of the oven and then kind of wadded it up in my hand and then put my hand against the wall to hold pressure. And then I finished my lunch because there's nothing I can do anyways, because I have to wait for 15 minutes for it to clot off. So I just may as well eat. Yeah, exactly. I I had my lunch. I finished my show on Netflix and then I looked at it and I was like, okay, I can probably just butterfly this clothes. And so I like got it all wrapped up and it was fine. I was like, okay, that sucks that because I with the bandage on it, like I couldn't really play anymore. Like my left hand was just like too bulky off of the keyboard and then moving my fingers like made it hurt. And then I think it was like that Sunday night I unwrapped it and cleaned it real good. And I just like was like, oh, fuck, that's a lot deeper than I thought it was. And so I finally had to like go in and go actually get stitches. And so that whole week after that, it was like a complete wash because they they stitched me up and then they put me in like this sort of um, bandage to kind of immobilize my hand because Mm -hmm. I kept (laughs) popping my stitches. This one time I popped my stitch. I was just trying to put on pants, man. And it popped a stitch and started bleeding. Like I mean, I blood everywhere. I'm like trying to get the dogs downstairs because they're excited. And if I don't get them outside, like within the first five minutes of waking up, they'll they'll go in the house. They're just they're mm-hmm. mean like that. They're like, you take us outside when we wake up, or you pay the consequences. So I'm sitting here like literally holding a handful of blood because I'm trying not to get it on the carpet, but it's bleeding really bad. Going down the stairs. Trying to get the dogs out first. <laughs> Dang. Okay, it's your mouse hand, right? Is your right hand? Huh? Is your right hand? Was your no, oh, my left, left hand. hand. Right. I'm left hand dominant, so I'm a corrected lefty because that still happens in the South and for in the US of A because fuck it, Bible or backwards, whatever. You have to use your right um, hand. Mm-hmm. So I like in things that I've been trained to do right handed, which is like right and uh like eat. And all these sorts of things. I'm right-handed, but for like my the rest of my life, I am left-handed. Like if you throw something at my face, I catch it with my left hand. Um, fencing is something that I came into in middle school. I fence left-handed. When I played soccer, I kick left-footed. Um, that is just like my dominant side. Hmm. But for typing, which is something I learned when I was little, yeah, uh, typing and stuff is right-handed. So my mouse is on my right side. Yep, that sucks. It's a tough way but- to play Path of Exile. You uh, you still got your build out though. That was awesome. Yeah, I just I didn't have the best lead start I wanted, and then like right when I was about to turn it around, I stabbed myself and I had to take a week off. So like by the time I came back in, my original money generation tactics were completely void because you know too many days into the league, like some of the stuff just isn't worth anything anymore. Yeah. So I had to kind of like pour all my money into regret currency and then come up with a new plan as far as like all right, well. How can I maximize this? And so turned around, redid my tree, focused on certain things, and then just started grinding until I had all my money together for the build. Sweet. And your tough league start, was that um, in-game or out out of game? It was like column A, column B. Um, but mostly it was just that I kind of, like early Arc Nemesis was really mean to chaos.builds because there was like three different packs of stuff that would have like, 50, 60 chaos res out of nowhere on top of maps that already had like 20 to 40. And so like right. you get into certain maps and you had to do it because you had to complete your atlas and that was the only one of that map you'd already corrupted it to get the credit for it. And it's just like such a drag. Slows you down so much. And like the early iterations of the different mods, like I didn't, I wasn't dying too much, but like my damage on the build was just like a drop in the bucket compared to what I was anticipating. 
Yep. Um, so I've I've discovered that I don't like seismic trap. I still love dot trap, but I just don't like seismic. Um, because like with all of the effort and the grinding and getting the currency together for the quota and points and some of the other stuff that I needed, like I could have done that with like ten C and been like ten times further ahead with explosive trap. So you I'm going back to my baby. Yeah, I'm going too, back right? to my baby next league. It was a you cool experiment. Yeah, I was playing poison seismic. So I, it was a cool experiment because I, I league start with Zayazi and uh, he always plays that Bane build. And so I was like, well, let me try Poison Seismic. And then like more of our uh, auras and curses and stuff will overlap. It'll be like really cool. But we've got we've got our plan for next league already figured out. I'm excited for it. I'm going back to Explosive Trap. Hmm. And so the cremation one, was this one you built specifically for something? Because I know you were doing like Simulacrum 30s. Um, so I it's not my build. Um, I didn't think it up. I found it on the internet. There's a video of a guy, basically. The The video is titled Face Tank Simulacrum. And I was like, ah. Yes, please. I like all of those words, especially when arranged in that order. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I looked at the build and was like, oh, fuck. I love cremation. Let me play this. And so I played it in like the last three days of last league, just because I had a lot of currency. And no offense, I don't care about standards. So I just was like, all right, I'll spin it all. Rude. And we'll see what this build is about. And maybe if I like it, I'll, it'll be my goal for next league. Like, they're not changing anything anyways, right? So it'll still be around. And yeah, uh, I've done some modifications to it now because of Arc Nemesis being what it is and wanting to go for even more tankiness. Um, so we've added in a bunch of stuff to it. Like I went Viridi's Veil, which um, pretty much reduces the amount of damage I take by like 33 across the board because hits against me are unlucky hmm. and then I'm cursed immune because of it as well which is really nice I'm sorry about any of the curses in simulacrum whatsoever and then we also like yesterday just put in melding of the flesh which makes all oh, of my max res nice. yep so my max res until I start playing around with the uh what is it orb of conflict is 88 Sweet. I'm hoping to Dang. get it to like 89 or 90 that's awesome yeah, so it's a lot of fun. I'm still having instances every once in a while where I do die, and I'm still trying to figure out why that happens. My goal is to try and figure out and make the, how to make the build immortal. That's awesome. That's pretty sweet. That it's, it's actually really, a realistic challenge It's like really fringe cases, too, because it's, um, it's in uh, wave 28 to 30, so no other wave kills me. It's hmm. 28, 29, 30. Uh, it's a double as extra... Uh, increased monster damage or area damage uh, wave with a corresponding pen, I can get one shot from overlaps or from, I guess, success, like a lot of successive crits in a row or something like that. So yep. I'm going to try and finish capping because I'm just, just under spell block and attack block cap. I'm like 71 and 68. So I'm going to try and squeeze out those last little points of block between alt qualities and maybe a, a like buying a really good megalo. Have you been doing much crafting this league? I made my gloves, which were fun. Um, and then as far as recombinators, I've made some stuff to like generically sell. Mm-hmm. But I haven't done any of these like really cool, wacky projects. People have been linking me stuff that's just insane. Yeah. There's no way those things are staying in the game. Yeah, some of the stuff <laughs> people sorry. have made this league is nuts. I know. I'm going to say it and people are going to be upset at me for saying it, but I don't think they're staying. It's like it is harvest levels of like ignoring normal crafting rules. It is. Do you think that there's the ben- added benefit a little bit though that it's uh, you risk it not working? 
Like with Harvest, it was 100% My favorite thing about it is that it does bring back that sort of like Harvest thing where Harvest solved a problem where items were good but not great. And you could take a good item and make it great. So like if you had a belt that had like T1 resistances on it and then seven life, normally that was trash, but then you could do remove add life until you got like T1 life and some of the other stuff that you're looking for. Then you'd be like, sweet, yeah, awesome, I'm done. And recombinators approach this in the same way, in a similar way, where they you can take two items that are generically good, smash them together, and have something great come out of that result. But the problem is, is that there's too much abuse and edge case stuff that's happening right now. And um, I don't really know how they can fix it to leave the like kind of ability to fix bad items without also leaving it completely open for the top end super ridiculous game breaking shit. It'd be an interesting problem to see them solve. Hmm? I don't know if it's like, I don't know if they have like random mods get like worked in there. So like a max of two mods from each item for a six item rare or something like that, where they limit the amount of things that can get smooshed together onto an item. I don't know how they do it. That's Hmm. for them. Isn't there a chance to brick the item though, or to like, to not, that the result is. Right. There is, but. I mean, considering the amount of rares in the game and all this other kind of stuff, it's just like it's too easy to be able to go grab two plus two wands, smash them together, and get something that would normally take tedious amounts of crafting. Yeah, and tons and tons and tons of exalts. Still is that better. bad? I don't know. Is that bad for them? For like, I'm like from a player perspective, no. Like, fucking leave them in the game. It's so much cheaper to craft really good shit right now. But like for them, no, it, it is a bad thing. Because that's the whole point of, like, the economy. <laughs> Is to, like, have these sort of, like... Because they, they even talked about it in Link's Road. Like, they want those incremental upgrades that, like, slowly spin currency and crafting materials and all this other kind of stuff. And they, they've said before that they didn't like that certain things were non-linear in the way that they were upgraded, where people would, like, go from, you know, the level 70 gear into in-game stuff rather than making a lot of gradual changes and they were trying to figure out ways to improve that uh that process Mm -hmm. yeah and it would be one of the only actual currency items that lets you take that massive jump everything else is good luck as opposed to this is like yeah yeah, you got a 50 50 shot which of course isn't how you know your chaos or exalts normally work right yep i haven't played with them i wish i had i just haven't touched them almost at all this league i have I don't know, probably close to a hundred of each of them just sitting in my stash because I haven't spent the time to figure out what to do with them. Yeah, I can see um, them doing the same thing that they did with a lot of the harvest crafts, which is limit them from influence items. But the way that the new rares work is that you can add the influence later as far as the elder and yep. eldritch uh, implicits are concerned. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. They've introduced this one thing that was like very effective at limiting so like no influence items you can only use harvest augs on rares and whatnot i don't know it'll be Hmm. interesting to see how they let it go forward if they do what sort of restrictions we could expect well you Mm -hmm. definitely don't want to have hidden rules within the item itself you know what i mean you kind of want it to do what it says for every mod that exists or make a new make a new currency item that would do yeah. something else. You know I think I mean? the, the most straightforward way would be to limit it from influence and then have a maximum amount of things from each item that can be contributed so that there's still some RNG either in what mods show up or having to then do like a lock and a scour or some of the other meta crafting methods to then finish the item. Hmm. But then again, 
leaving open a prefix or suffix could make it even stronger. Yep. But yeah. you don't know like what you're going to get. I guess it could add, like if it's taking two things from each item and you don't know what two it'll pick, it yeah. smushes it together. It could still smush it together wrong. But if it smushes it together right, then you get like one to two mods on there that maybe zero to two mods on there that you weren't expecting and didn't want. Because mirrors go to six, right? Mm -hmm. So if you like put it together and get everything that you want, and then it's got like seven dexterity and stun and block recovery on it, you're like, fuck, you know? Like you still have to either risk that yeah. by trying to remove it, or maybe you get lucky and like it only has one mod on there and you get to craft something on it. And you're like, yes. I would imagine SSF people are loving them. Oh, I imagine so. Yeah. How was uh, your POV week just? You said you barely played, but you seem to uh, Well, just not as much compared to previous ones. I'm still on my hunt for Headhunter, just for fun. So I think I've collected two Doctors so far. Uh, and I have been mostly just dicking around with the Atlas passives, trying different ways of playing. I'm trying another Wandering Path idea right now. And I am, though, I think it actually kind of started a bit of burnout for me oh, no. this week. Because... What happened is I got so like hyper focused on beyond. I got so hyper focused on how well can I juice these maps that it it wasn't fun. I wasn't just alking going anymore. I was like scour alking or chaos running on my maps to roll beyond on the map. And it became tedious, like where I would have to like roll eight, spend half an hour rolling them to try and get them to have eight that are rolled with beyond that don't have some weird modifier that I just couldn't do. And, and then I was also running them with scarabs and I was really like trying to see how much could I actually put into this map to increase the drop rate. And it, uh, yeah, it kind of was like, it kind of took the fun out of, uh, out of mapping. So I'm debating switching that back up and just going back to just, just running the maps, not being super, you know, paranoid about what the modifiers are on it. Cause yeah, I don't know. When I got so focused on like beyond how much can I push in with the abyss, make sure I got the right scarabs, mm -hmm. it was not as enjoyable anymore. It felt more tedious to try and map than it yeah. was before. Understand I can see that. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm going to do this week. I'm, I, I feel like I have to switch it up or I'm just going to wait till the private league. And I wasn't really feeling like I was ready to stop yet. So I'll, I'll, I need to do something different with the atlas passive and get just more fine with the idea because i don't need the headhunter i literally could sell the mage blood or i have enough currency to buy it I think it's fun to right put now. it together though yourself yeah that i was used to do goal. a lot of big card hunting myself and it was always really fun to turn the cards in knowing you'd farmed up every single one of them i've decided to do it maybe in a more difficult way though which was start with patient like the patient and oh, okay gotcha then and to the nurse and then to the doctor so mm -hmm. uh but i do actually like the promenade map uh, yeah. tile set so it's actually enjoyable i don't mind running that i tried doing tower a little bit and tower i like too but tower doesn't I've, it's really hard to find great spots for uh the the big sentinel for the pandemonium sentinel like finding a great spot to release that is a little bit difficult if i accidentally kill too much then all of a sudden I'm like well there's no way i'm hitting 200 mobs in this narrow hallway so yeah i don't the, the week's been fun i haven't i don't think i've upgraded anything gear wise i've sold lots I, i'm it's mostly just hanging out with people in 2121 and just chatting with people on discord but yeah it, i have to do something to switch it up next week because it's it became a bit of a drain to try and not just quickly pop the map in and have fun in the map now i was like oh 
I just finished those eight maps. This is going to suck. And then I'm buying sextants and I'm buying delirium orbs because they're not dropping for me. And yeah, that just became way too much. I, d I don't think that's the, my style of play. So it was hmm. good. How about yours, Ty? Did you play much this week? Uh, I played on Monday, right? We played on Monday together, right? Okay. So I had the about three, four hours uh, that night and then I squeezed in um, maybe about half an hour here, half an hour there for maybe another hour or two throughout the week. Uh, I really tried to have fun, but I, I didn't like it's the even with all of the nerfs per se that arch nemesis monsters have had, it's not in a state to try something new. Like you really have to know the game, the build and the skills really well to enjoy it in its current state. And I'm trying a new skill with new treat, new everything to see if it's good or not. And I'm pretty sure that in the last league, like this was a great idea and to be efficient because I'm I'm mapping fine and half the rares I come across are fine, but then the other half are just, and I, I just don't even know how it happened or I don't know what my limitation is. I don't know where it's coming from. And so it's, I haven't had fun learning new builds with the current setup and uh, I don't really have the time to like the personal time to be like, oh, shoot, this build didn't work out. So now I can just re-level something else, right? Like I tried that. I got to level 80 with my first one. I'm like, shoot, this didn't work. So now I'm going to do this again, but with a new ascendancy that I know it's going to work with, or I'm very sure it's going to work with. And like, I just don't, I, I, I can't progress fast enough with the time that I can allot. So it's just, it's, it's, it's not fun. Had I done a build that I'd been playing for forever, like the Righteous Fire or Bone Zombies guy that I used to do, I'd probably be having a great time. But in terms of learning the game, the, the game is now even more difficult to learn uh, and experiment with. It's, yeah. So anyway, I, I didn't have a good time, but I don't need to drag it out. I think I mentioned that last week. Know what I mean, BK? Yeah, I mean, it's actually a completely legitimate strategy. When I was first learning PoE in general and started playing, my first three leagues, I played the same build. Yeah. Because I had like no idea what to encounter systems wise. And then with the leagues changing some major mechanics each time, like I never really knew what was going to be thrown at me because I was still learning the game as a whole, mm. let alone having league mechanics tossed in there that have like new mob types and mobs that have specific types of abilities. And then having to learn like, oh, okay, well, my build sucks against fizz damage and all the abyss monsters have really high fizz damage. So how do I get more fizz mitigation yeah. into my build? And that happened for, you know, a lot of, a lot of my first three leagues was getting smacked in the face and then having to go figure out why. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, I just, there's nothing to learn from. Like, I don't know what the weaknesses are when I'm coming across these because I'm going through fun and I'm coming across lots of other things, but there's no way for me to tell what my weakness was. I don't know what half the mods do and I don't know what the mods were on that enemy that killed me. So it's just one of those things where the information they're providing along with what those mods do there. It's just, I, I'm not seeing what the weakness is. It's just all of a sudden. And then I have yeah. to go back into that foray and I'm, still like i'm would have to guess and i'd have to modify my equipment and my skills and then guess as to what that circumstance was doing to me and i know that's not new but these changes just make it even harder More to get frequently. information not easier yeah. 
Like before I had a chance of reading white text that was blunt. It was a lot. So a lot of the times I couldn't finish reading it, which was the problem they were trying to fix. But now I don't know what it was. And most of the time it's like, oh, shoot. Okay. I think I saw the three, I don't know, Gargantuar, Sentinel and Frostweaver or something. But then I get to the wiki and I'm like, it was Frost something like, but there's like three or four different like cold versions of something. And then I'm looking and I'm like, okay, well, what was this? And what was that? It's actually like my biggest complaint about the Sentinel or the Arc Nemesis implementation entirely was that now after all these nerfs and whatnot like the whole reason why they did it is completely moot Mm. so we've had like it's kind of like the flash rework right we've had this big system change for like literally fucking nothing (laughs) so like the whole point of it was like all right we're going to clarify what you encounter and what you see and there's not going to be all these different mods it's just going to be these monster mods and when you see the name, you'll know what it is. Maybe not initially, but eventually over time, you'll learn, okay, what each one does or what to expect from each one. And you'll build the knowledge and you'll have more command over what you're fighting. And it'll be, you know, clearly demonstrated or clearly communicated and blah, blah, blah. But like, okay, step one was when they said that it was going to be Arcanemuses only. My expectation was that it was going to be Arcanemuses only. And there's still all of those little extra white, mods under them as well like sub fizz and accurate and powerful grits and these are the things that we're stacking with some of the other modifiers which and and map mods that were killing people in the first place that people are like that's bullshit why don't why am i getting killed by this and they don't know because powerful crits does not have a visual like indication in the game at all you have no idea unless you mouse over and read it the monster has powerful crits like sub fizz is at least easy to pick out because it's like the angry red spirally lines at something's feet. And you're like, okay, that's a sub fizz mod. I need to pay attention to that. If you can and see so it. So that was the first thing that they fucked up is that they're like, it's only going to be Arknosis mods, except not. Right? Yeah. And then the sort of like whole reduction of the system of like removing most of them. So now you see like one, two, three, and sometimes four. Um, like, okay, sure. But I would still have rather like had things like be reduced globally across the board by a certain percent rather than having the amount of mods go down. Because I do think that there is some interesting things that happen in the combination of them. Uh, some mods should have never gone live. <laughs> Looking Agreed. at you, effigy. <laughs> effigy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like some of them just never be in the game. But, you know, some of the other ones, I think the combination system of it was neat because that's like I, I played D3 a lot before I came over to PoE. And so, like, your average monster pack has between four and five moderate, moderate, or mods on it. So, it's like, that was normal to me. That was fine. Um, they were so easy to see, though, in D3. Yeah, that's true. They were communicated very, very well, and you knew what to expect each time. And some of the signaling on the Arc Nemesis stuff could be much, much better. Um, but the other, the other, it just, it lost a lot of its feel, too, because, like, what, what it all boils down to is that they didn't solve the problem at all based on like their entire intention for changing the system to begin with. Made it worse. And we're not left with a system, a system that's better. Right. It's just as confusing. It still doesn't communicate a lot of the stuff that's going on and going wrong. Yeah. And like, so like all of these things that people <laughs> are complaining about are completely valid. Like I, I get a lot where a lot of the frustration from the different like forums and complaints have come from because like I, I feel that too. And like I, my biggest beef 
And this is something that I put it on Twitter, like within, I think it was like a day or two of our nemesis being, or this, this league being live was like, no one gave any thought or consideration whatsoever for the order of which these mods should show up. Yeah. Like you're getting smacked in the face with lightning damage in act one when you can't even equip a topaz ring. Like this is yep. ridiculous yeah. that these need to be scaffolded. Not only does it need to be, that consideration needs to be done to where they show up in each act as far as does a player have a reasonable counter, counter. Yep. or access to reasonable equipment changes to make encountering this particular mod okay. But then mm. on top of it, they need to stagger it through the entire act. So like yeah, it needs to scale. The, the, the monster modifier should be at like 40% power in part one and then like 80% power or 60% power in yeah. part two. Whatever and the then scale would be, it power, does need to right. be easier and then get harder as you're more capable of making decisions. It's yeah. no fun to be a brand new player and roll up on something that shouldn't even be in the game at that point in time, get killed by it, have no idea, but then just get repeatedly smacked down because it's so overtuned like, like in comparison to where it's occurring in the story that a new player that doesn't understand resistances and all this other kind of stuff is not going to know why they're getting killed every single time by this one mob, and then they're just going to quit the fucking game. Yeah, It should hit hard enough that you go, oh, ouch, what the hell was that? And then you're inspired to learn, okay, like, why did it hurt? Oh, it did lightning damage. Let me go figure out what I can... Oh, look, there's this thing called a topaz ring that gives me lightning resistance. I'm going to go buy one from a vendor. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely... um uh, of course, likely unintentionally, but it's killed casual casual players. It's really just made it like a lot more difficult to figure out and learn. And it's not an enjoyable learning experience. You have to be really, really, really want to keep playing this game to push through it. It had the hallmarks to be something that was actually a fundamentally very good change for the game, but they rushed it out. If they had just spent the another league, fucking it? league right. on it. To make sure of these little things and to actually properly play test it in the end game and have, you know, the alpha testers or whoever actually go through it and not just someone internal, like actually QA it. It's a system wide change. Like that's the problem too that like made me really mad. It's like if it was an isolated system like Expedition, right? You have to go blow all those monsters out of the ground and then you get to fight them. Like if it was a completely isolated system and they just kind of were like, okay, next league, we're just going to put it in and like, oh, well, we'll adjust it live. Okay, fine. Because then I can just not. Yeah, just don't do expedition. Right. I just don't do mm -hmm. expedition until they fix it into a matter that I can actually interact with it again. But yeah. changing the baseline difficulty of the game with no manifesto ahead of time, warning people that this is going to happen, or at least having some sort of discussion about it, you know, like, hey. We really want to incorporate this as a large scale, blah, blah, blah. But we need to do a lot of testing. So you're not going to see it this next league. But the next league after that is when we're planning on like they, they should have taken the time to do it. This is like Flask Situation 2.0. They had an idea. They really wanted to address it quickly. They put it out there half-assed. They kind of spent some time fixing it. And ultimately what we're left with is a really shitty system that just barely solves a lot of the issues that we were having before. If they solve it at all. It actually reminded me a lot about how Harvest was implemented into the core game. Um, Harvest was overthought. Like they, they did their best, right? They, 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 had, they took that week off, right? Or not week off. They took that league off there. There was a gap before they implemented Harvest into the core game, but they 
accidentally overthought it to the point where when they released it into the game, they overthought it so much that Harvest's first implementation to the core game completely conflicted with the core identity of Path of Exile and how loot works. And so it was then, you know, because of that overthought and it just too much, then the very next league or same league, I forget how it went, they completely changed it again. But then with this one, they overthought simplifying monsters to the point where it was, again, I guess like the only way you can get there is by overthinking, but you get to the point where, okay, let's try and simplify this. But then when you actually sit down and play it, it's not more simplified, it's more vague. You know what I mean? To me, it was just, it's the same kind of, I know there are different results, but they're, it's the same kind of mentality going forward. You have this intention, but because you get so far down into the thought process of it, you forgot about the core principles or the actual concept of what you're trying to implement. Hopefully it gets changed. The problem with Harvest was that they were rushing out that new, where they were trying to implement the new Maven in-game that had the regional Atlas points. And they had already, the team that was holding together, or pulling that part of the in-game together, uh, was mostly focused on that. And so when it came time, they knew they were going to implement Harvest because they'd already created these Harvest passives for it and had it in, tied into the in-game. There's no time for tuning. So they said, we'll tune it live. And they shipped it at full power, which they never should have done. It's another implementation of like, if you're going to add something that's potentially game-breaking to the system, take the time to make sure you implement it right. <laughs> And yep. adding something powerful and then tuning down is just always going to be something that feels like whiplash to the player base. Always. Yeah, they don't like that usually. Uh, what's this? Uh, what's this week look like for you, BK? What are you going to be doing, playing wise and streaming wise? Um, I'm still like we're doing an XP community day on Saturday, but this comes out after that, so not relevant. So tomorrow. So you just a, did one. Yes, yeah, so I just <laughs> did one. Um, but this week mostly is going to be pushing to 100 on the cremation build and setting up the gear for the second build that I want to play, which is the, I figured if I took the time to farm in ashes, I should mostly concentrate on playing ashes builds. So these, uh, builds that are, yep. Mm -hmm. That's what the, nice. the occultist uses, or sorry, not the occultist, but the, the, the cremation build uses the, the only reason why it works is because of ashes. Hmm. So I've been kind of exploring different builds that also utilize alt qualities. And um, so the thing I'm going to do next is the Poison Spark Occultist. Because the cremation build is incredibly good at bossing and incredibly good at simulacrum. But I need something that's a general mapper too. Because I can't just live in simulacrums all the time. Are you leveling to 100 in there? I will level to 100 in simulacrum. Yep. Huh. I know it's faster to do it in the domain. But I'm it's stubborn. It's more fun to do it in simulacrum. It's I'm, I'm well. The the XP is like terrible comparatively, um, but it's just I'm stubborn, right? <laughs> uh, you play. I put the build together hour, to play hour. it, and I'm I'm determined to make it immortal. And <laughs> I will, you know, I will hit 100 in there. What are you now? Uh, I think 96. Nice. So got a way to go, but uh, I guess. Will you wait to start another build? Till you're 100? No, or? I'll probably oh. branch out. It'll probably just be like a, over the next couple of weeks, we'll hit 100. Sweet. Yeah. What are you doing this week, Ty? Are you going to play? A little bit. Yeah. Um, I'll play yeah. on Monday with you if you're playing. Otherwise, it'll be either a Saturday or a Sunday night where I'll get a second session in. So, yeah, I'm not restarting any more characters, though. I mean, I'm on my second yeah, character. Yeah, private league anyway in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And then I probably won't touch it after that. So, uh, not league anyway. 
Um, I really wanted to see if this idea would work. Unfortunately, I had to switch the sentences, so it'd be nice to get through. I mean, I haven't even been able to get my fourth ascension yet for the second character, so hopefully I can do that and actually see the value of this build in some high-tier content, but I don't know if I'll have time, which will have been a complete waste of a league, so I don't know. Learning experience, Ty. It's all learning, the learning experience. experience. I don't know that it sucked and you got to do something different. It, but it's it's not the build yet. I just haven't. I just I mean, I know that the Scion wasn't a good choice for the specific build, but that's that's a really small amount to learn in one week. Hmm. So anyway, that's what cool. I'm doing. You going to play or are you going to yep. take the two weeks off before the private league so you don't hate everything? Well, I'm playing the private league. I think I'm going to be going RF. So it'll be a totally different play style. I think that's the direction I'm going. But yeah, I'll be playing this week. I have uh uh, a ton of stuff going on this week so we'll have to see but yeah i am going to be playing and then to, in two weeks the private league starts so i'm excited nice yeah thanks for joining us bk thanks for, for having 141. me yes oh, we will see you again in 10 episodes every every episode that ends in one and then sometimes in between and sometimes then i just come back i strung on myself onto an episode i don't belong and i'm like Anytime. guess what i'm here <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for joining us thanks episode 141 forever exile the path of exile podcast i'm justin ak tags tyler wrecker of days and i'm middle me we will see everybody uh patrons we'll see you in a spicy after dark tonight i'm sure i'm gonna make pisco, you got pisco i know excited. i'm excited <laughs> everybody else will see you in 142 next week if you're looking for uh, bk's info it'll be down below as well as our info website foreverxl.com or on twitter foreverxl they do too we have a Discord, which you need to be in if you want to play in the private league, and Patreon and other ways to support the podcast are down below. Bye. 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 Such bossy. <laughs>